Well, welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens and fellow earthlings. This is another Local Heroes podcast coming to you. This one I recorded up in far north Queensland with Mr. Uncle Toby. Uncle T is a producer, rapper. He's got his, his beats and tunes up on Bandcamp. He's been a friend of mine for many years. Been mates with the uh, with the Brooks crew for a very long time, and it was awesome just to sit down with my mate Uncle T, talk about his process of producing, making beats, and just discussing the music scene up in far north Queensland. Take a listen to his stuff on Bandcamp. Check him out and enjoy all of his fine tunes. I just want to take this time to, to say a quick shout out to my man, Mr. Julian Boutelia. Thank you for all your audio edits, man. I appreciate you, all your hard work and everything you've done. A shout out to you and appreciate all your hard work. Uh, shout outs to Miss Hilary Gibson. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. And of Colfax as well. Appreciate you listening. Salvador, Santiago, Olivares. Thank you for your support, my brother, and Alan the Turtle as well. Alright, let's get into it guys. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, so this is our second attempt at, uh, at this recording. We did one on my uh, on my previous audio gear, and it just sounded like shit, didn't it? It's a shame. It was a good talk. It was a mad chat, but you know, I think we can back it up and fucking do it again. You know, it sort of seems to be story of my life at the moment, just fucking <laughs> doing shit twice. But it's all good practice, and we can only get better as long as you keep doing it. That's him, Russ. So, man, um, yeah, so good to be sitting down here and having a chat with you, sitting in Raw Dog's backyard. Apparently, he told me where we're doing this podcast that I gave him this bit of mango wood that we're recording out here on. Salutes to Raw Dog for building the table from some mango, apparently, yeah. that I gave him. I can't even remember. Full circle. Who would have thought you'd be recording podcasts on it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. It's a plush little patio Raw Dog's got in White Rock, isn't it? True. Paradise. Swimming pool, deck, gazebo. Yeah. So you got the back shed now. Little little man cave out the back. Fucking wonderful. Good party house. We just got to convince him. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Throw a housewarming. Well, before before um the misa gets up the duff anyway, I think. That's right. <laughs> Got to get it out Sneak of the way. Sneak a few more in. Yep. Mate, um, yeah, so no, it's fucking great to be sitting down having a chat with you again, Russ, and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come over yarn. My pleasure, man. But um, yeah, we're just fucking rolling up a bit of backyardies here and some nice fucking bit of homegrown and just cracked open a beer on this beautiful Saturday afternoon in far north Queensland. And um, man, so... Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up. Probably a good spot to start. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, my artist's name is Uncle Toby. I'm a <coughs> producer, rapper, just an all-round lover of music. Grew up in Karanda, not far from Cairns, up in up in the Rainforest Village. K-Town. K-Town. Yeah, beautiful place to grow up and, and a, a lot can of you, musical can talent. Can you describe it for any listeners that haven't actually been to North Queensland? Is yeah. there any way to, that you can sort of... Describe Karanda because I feel like it's a very, very unique place in Australia. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of other places like it. True, I in think Australia and and if one and all. Yeah, just in general, I guess. Very unique place. Yeah, very lucky. I think I'd probably describe it as a an ex hippie town, definitely combined with the the Jabbergai culture up there, the indigenous up there, and it's sort of a a, a combination of those two. I think like in the past it was very heavy hippieish town. The indigenous presence is definitely still there, which is good. We've still got that. The hippies went there for a reason, though. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely one of those places that sort of pulls you in, just that like beautiful very, rainforest. Yeah, very welcoming. Really plush, green. That's right. Rainforest, yeah. and, you know, it's just up the hill there. Yeah, so they definitely, um, you know, that's what hippies love, rightfully so, you know. So it was a perfect place to, to do their thing for a bit and so that created a real good community i guess and and the surroundings is a big part of it the rainforest barren falls big I remember, waterfall there. i actually remember somebody it was some hippie that told me this but there was a premonition back in like the 60s acid days in um in you know the us so it was like a timothy leary type yeah. crew 
And so what happened was there's, you know, a bunch of guys that kind of had a premonition and it, I think it was sort of correlated to like the Aztec calendar or, or, or potentially the Mayan calendar, I believe. And there was a prediction that the world was going to end. Yeah. Like one of these kind of acid pro- prophecies that they had mm. apparently was that like the tablelands of Australia up there is going to be one of the safe places when shit hits the fan. Wow, never heard that before. So a lot of those, like, I don't know if it was like the American hippies, like the sort of Californian hippies and, and shit like Definitely. that. yeah. That moved up to the Walsh. That was actually a prophecy from like the Timid. That's what I heard from some hippies, that it was like that was going to be a safe haven. So that's why a lot of yep. people went to the Walsh. And that's why a lot of people sort of congregated to that area. Yeah. So it's almost like the area called them, hmm. in, you know, in, in some way, shape or form, I think. But, you know, that, that's what I heard. And exactly what you're talking about there, like my best mate, um, maybe you've met him, Diggis, also a rapper producer. His dad was from California, and he'd come over here and and through a few different things. I think he, he dropped out of Harvard out of protest. There were some black people shot there, unjust, you know. So they've dropped out in protest, come to NT. I'm sure there's more to the story, but ended up in Karanda, and that would have been in the 70s at least, and he had Rosebud Farm out at Spiwa, so that was basically a commune back in the day yep. where they just all help each other out, they'd mm. build things. My dad tells me stories of, and it's quite famous in local history, I guess, that they built a massive like concrete arc or, or a ship of some sort and took it down the range and launched it in the ocean and that was a really big thing that dad mentioned really, oh, really? interesting yeah what right the they, were, they were real significant yeah, there, I, never heard, I never heard of that so they ran it down the, down the range was it or they just delivered it somehow no nah, it would have had to come with a way to transport it i don't know if it was all concrete no but it was different sort of Bizarre structure. Yeah, right. And they, yeah, they sailed it. Yeah, and I'm uh, going to Google that shit. Yeah. Gonna, if I find any shit, I'll put some link in the bio of this conversation because that's a pretty interesting thing, man. True. And also, Diggis would be a really interesting, interesting character yeah. on your podcast. He could tell you a lot about even just that side His of history. His old shout-outs to Diggis. Yeah, the shout-outs to Diggis. So, yeah, I guess that really sums up the base feeling in the town i think it's come a long way from there it's definitely not not quite as much soul as before but it's still there underneath it's just harder to find now i think still a beautiful part of the world definitely love getting to go back up there don't go up enough yeah bros like mm. any any place like that like i call for me um it's the not the uh, jabakai um so yeah where i'm from is um obviously south gordy um fuck bro it's now just eluded me the, yeah the name um, but for me, Blackwells is where I was a swimming hole, like just on the Mulgrave River. Yep. And we, I just call that the center of the universe, man. It's yeah, the center yeah. of my universe, you know. It's like where we grew up, dude, you know. Yep. And so many people before us would have grown up there too, you know. Like, so yeah, I mean, everybody's got their center, you know, that place that True. they love. And we used to have this massive tree that was growing like perfectly, like a big wow. gum, dude, that was like 20 meters high, just perfectly angled. And we used to jump off that tree... And there was like a few years later, we went back and that tree had fallen in the water, man. Oh, no. And it was like just the end of this yeah. era, you know, of that time. End that of that place, little cycle. Magic little part of the world. Yeah. You know? So I, I know exactly what it's like. It's beautiful, man, to come back to Cairns yep. and, um, you know, enjoy this beautiful environment, man. We're Good fortunate people. enough to grow up here, you know. Very lucky. I always remember that. It's good to remember that. And um, even like the, the Sunday sesh, like you're trying to explain the tech anyone from anywhere else about Sunday session. Oh, that's not a thing it. elsewhere. They like... kind of get it, but they kind of don't, man. True, it's I like didn't Kansas, know that. It's a pretty unique thing here. I think where most people by Sunday are like, fuck it, you know, get me life back in order and, you know, I'm going to be organised for tomorrow. Up here in North Queensland, we go, fuck it. Yeah. Two for one beers, yeah. go down to the pier, smack some, smack some piss and um, worry about it tomorrow. True. But, I um, myself... Could never manage to pull those off, you know. Mm. <laughs> Always bad working with a hangover, but yeah, Dude, I definitely yeah. witnessed it plenty of times. Sometimes, yeah, that um, yeah, should get hectic, eh? Yeah, <laughs> on a Sunday night, all of a sudden you got to check yourself, man. Yeah, bro, I got to work. Man. Oh shit! Quick buzzkill. But um, sorry, man. I I probably just a bit ripped up here. Just went a bit segways. <laughs> it happened. So yeah, up from K Town, man. And yep. so, so what? Or who was your inspiration, sort of coming up? I was actually just talking to Jeremy J and sort of having a big chat with him about Tasty and like his yep. graffiti writing and his influencing the Brooks family. Yeah, um, that yeah, sort of definitely. Thing. So you're obviously part of the, the Brooks crew. Yeah, and you guys really inspired for me. Hip hop, uh, Raw Dog, you know, yep. was obviously 
grew up actually in the same street as me, but we never actually sort of kicked it until way later. Yeah, that was news to the man. 18s. But I was talking to Jeremy about like, you know, crate digging and going into his shop and, and he was sort of saying, you know, he bought that shit from um, South Australia. Yeah. And um, was, did he have a big part or did you have influence or did you? He was, he was definitely a bigger part of their scene because mm-hmm. especially being a teenager, a kid mm-hmm. up in Cranda, it's not like you can drive around wherever you want. So we were quite insular most, mm-hmm. most of the time, mm-hmm. but I'd always come down for journeys with the cousins and always have a mad time. And I, I always knew of his presence. Didn't never known him personally, but I knew what he represented and stood for for those guys. Did you go bungalow battles, man? Yeah, bro. That was Nick's 18. That was at my house, but yeah. I wasn't there. I was in Oh, Lima. true. So I organised it. I organised Def Art and Smiley and like some some crew to come over and like just all me, you know, any dude I knew had it that would rap. It's a good party. All you boys grabbed a heap of plywood, man. Everyone was just graphing up the fences and. It was literally like a big graph thing, bungalow battles, like at the front of my fence, like for, I think it was like, I don't know, a year, potentially. Oh, true. It was a long time. Well, I didn't know that. Just that graph art just stayed up. It, it was pretty whack, man. <laughs> it's that, still that a good night. That was whack, dude. Oh, yeah. So, so you had a good party that night? Oh, bro, that was, from what I remember of it, yeah, for sure. Like, all the boys were there, and also all of all the cousins, and older and younger, and Man, we've got to do some more open mic shit, hey. For like, real. Just dropping the beads. Yeah. Trying verses, hey. People don't do it at their... They think it has to be something done. We all do, you know. That mm. has to be done at an event at a, mm. at a shop or a cafe, bar, whatever. Did Whereas you, you just do it at home. So you just did a gig on the weekend. Yeah. And it was at Elixir Bar. Yeah. Yeah, that was at Elixir Bar and that was the third beat lab we've had for Cairns. It's sort of like a crew of all local beat makers and whatnot. And, um, yeah, Jimmy got that all together because he come from Melbourne and they were doing that down there. So he started it up here. And it's it's awesome, man. Bunch of local producers. And uh, I'd always heard good stuff, but that last one was just Fresh. the local talent is unreal, man. It got me really excited. Who, like I haven't been. Dude, you got to drop some names and I'll yeah, do the yeah. same thing. I'll put some links up in my yep. bio. Yeah, they'll have SoundCloud. So definitely Cade, uh, C-A-D-E. He's a young lad starting out and i mean already i can see skill level he's on this level but the potential in it it's so dope and it being a young cat that inspiration is very fresh for him too so it's always good to feed yeah, off that too and yeah nice, and um nice. yeah so i'd love to do some stuff with him and we will um who else we got there's also nem nem beats i think i think he's between here and melbourne but he's he's definitely dope definitely got soul in his beats but on that new style of just banging drums just on point stuff I haven't even narrowed, nailed down. And there was me and Apollo Grimes, who I released the tape with at the start of this year, and that was dope, just yeah, doing back and good, forth. I had to listen to that, bro. I really liked that. It's just got that hella swag, bro. Yeah, sick. I was looking, listening to some of your tunes rolling over here. Like, I, I fuck around, I dabble in making music, and yeah. especially playing guitar and that, you're generally trying to get, like, a bit of a riff, like a solid riff in there and get, like, just solid kind of noise yeah. to fill the space. True. Whereas I've, I've been listening to your beats and even like I'm I'm always trying to like just shove stuff into a song, you know. Whereas listening to your beats, like is it a conscious effort for you to like pull it back or is that just what comes out of you? Because it feels like it's really, it's kind of like when I'd make music, I kind of overcomplicate it, make it a bit too fast. Yeah, like yeah. It's chill, like a nice clean. It's Do you have to pull it back sometimes? Uh, like I feel like you're doing a really good job of just keeping that real chill, that's sick, just man. smooth sound, you know? Yeah, because that's what I love and go for. Because so, naturally, it's just chilled sort of person. So I just, I love all sorts of music, but the chill is where you can just, you really love it and it can be any time sort of stuff. So I definitely... I'm saying, man, like it's pretty windy and people can probably hear the wind in the background. Yeah. But that's kind of like what your tunes for me are like, man. Uh-huh. It's like this it's tree, like this beautiful tree, like just getting blown around in the wind, you know? Yeah. It's just like this mad swagger. So you got this really oh, tight beat. It's like this really nice boom bap, you know? Beautiful, um, crisp, like, you know? And then and then just this nice cruisy, just lazy, um, sort of layered uh, tunes over the top of it, you know? Yeah. It's just like, bruh, like just kind of following the beat. Yeah. You know, just cruising and like you the just leaves zone in the tree. It. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's the leaves in the tree just shaking around and that's the swagger, bruh. You know, it's just, uh, that's just good, chilling, man. man. Yeah. yeah, and it gives you plenty, as long as it's a nice melody and drums, whatever, it gives you space to sort of just zone out, feel the vibe of it, but your mind goes wherever with that vibe mm-hmm. rather than having to focus on someone necessarily saying something or just intense well, music. Well, that, that's what I was, my next question I was leading to is like, if I could fucking throw down verses, once again, I'd be in there just slanging verses over every fucking mm. thing. 
And I noticed you do a lot of just instrumentals, like no vocals. So does that Definitely. take a lot of sort of control? Or like, how do you determine what you're going to rhyme on and what is going to be like yeah. just a hell of chill beat? You That's, know? Well, is yeah. There, is there a BPM type thing that you Nah, a lot up? of people always ask that and a lot mm. of other producers, but mm. I guess I'll just... If you're working with samples, you definitely, the sample to an extent will dictate around where the tempo will be. You may speed up, slow it down, but you're not going to turn it into a 120 BPM beat, you know. So you don't, you, don't change your, you don't change your temp normally, like from, um, definitely, from throwing yeah, yeah. vocals to, oh, to not, playing instrumentals? No, nah, not related to vocals. I mm. guess if it's a slower beat, you can rap slow, you can double up your rap, so you can just, you know, you, I, I think diversity is the best so i may have a, a sort of hub range but i definitely want to be able to make not only just different bpms but different styles okay but just the chill shit is where you can really vibe most of mm. yeah yeah man i think every time that i i'm sort of doing shit you know like 160 you know yeah so kind of a, a little bit faster i think what yeah, do you what sure. do you want at like 120 bpm no, man like um or 80 yeah sort of I'm just trying to think of the range of the beats I made. Definitely probably a range between, I've gone as low as 65 up to maybe 110. And that's okay. with hip-hop, you know. Yeah. I definitely want to branch out. I've been thinking, do some sort of French house, like disco filter house, mm. and some like two-step UK garage sort of swings, because I've always loved those style of beats. Like slink? Well, like, I don't like know. Fun, a bit of funk or nah? Oh, it's definitely still got the funk. It's more mm. so the rhythms I'm talking about. Like mm. the two-step drum rhythms are dope, mm. skippy sort of stuff. And I've noticed there's certain sounds about these styles in general I don't necessarily like, but I'm, I'll take from the rhythms and apply my own style to it. And it may be good for people who like the rhythms, mm. but it's a different... Mode. I'm just going to jump in and just say, man, like what I really love in a good snare is like, the hit of the snare, but then maybe the clap, and then maybe like a tap of like the edge of the snare, all kind of just slowly just yeah. in, sli in sync, but just slightly off sync. It's probably the Mad Lib lover in you. Yeah, yeah, just so it's sort of. got like the... Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like it, it just slides off, you know, it's like this thing that keeps going and just going off into hi-hat or, you know, just that really nice snare, yep. you know? Yep, not some super... Yeah, no, it's like, clear one. well, I think Shigeto does it really well, and like Shlomo, he, he does it, I think they do it pretty well as well, just to get that kind of overlay, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Just that thickness, you yeah. know? <laughs> so is that, like, when you're making a beat, is that where you start? Do you start with your beat, like your boom bap, get that ball rolling, Man. and, then, and yeah. then roll it in from there? Actually, I thought I always did have just one way of doing it, but it depends. Everything making music depends on how you're feeling, but... Sometimes I'll get the sample and maybe I chop that up or find a nice loop and that'll sort of give me my where I'm going from there. And where do you pull your samples from? Oh, man, really like ripped vinyls a lot of the time. Got this lad on there. He's real good. Get some stuff off. Really that, I guess, for samples because it's just the easiest way. You just got to bang all in the box. Much respect to diggers and whatnot. I've, I've uh, sampled off records before, but I, I can lose track quite easily i think if i let it so the less obstacles in the way the better definitely that's mm. for me and um and other times you know might not be working i'll just want to start with a super dope drum loop because then when you got your chops when you're playing them without a dope drum track you're sort of not feeling it you got a yeah. dope drum yeah. scale, but you're that's just fucking too. jamming you know and even that's like apparently what maynard and what tool do yeah so what a lot of musicians do is they get the the drum the beat in or, or like the, the rhythm or before they even start slanging vocals, they get that like, that yeah. you know, that tempo, the beat. That'll be the best advice, I guess. Yeah, and get then, your drums down to mm, give a framework. Yeah, but like you said, it's more than one way to, you know, slang a cat, man. If you pull yeah. in a sample um, and that sample's epic, yeah, it's like, boom. Yeah. We, sure. we own. Yeah, exactly. And then mm. that inspiration feeds you into making a good beat because when you're uninspired and you're not feeling it and you're trying to polish a turd, it, it ain't gonna get better you know you gotta when you're feeling it you make your best shit you still spin records or um i'd definitely have a record collection i've got turntables but they're definitely you scratch no i have i yeah when i was living in the city i, I got into it for a bit and it was bro, good I, fun i miss man. the like, scratch bro i so miss like fun. even incubus man like old mate from the dj from the incubus man yeah there's like one one track called battlestar scholastica yeah, you know that one, bro. I've definitely heard it, dude. I got to play it for you, bro. Yeah. JT is just gonna be howling, bro. It's yeah. like the thing that got him into DJing, bro. True. 
Yeah, I remember that shit, man. Stoned as fuck. We're like 16 years old, man. And he had my mum's uh, iron and he was scratching up on the iron. Holy shit. I fucking legit, man. <laughs> and then I'll, you know, Scooby Snacks, Kenny Powell. He was, yeah, he just rolled in. Anyway, bro, that's a story for another time, man. <laughs> We're going off on a tangent. Yeah. Very easy to do. Yeah, nice. But scratching, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I always want to have that. Even with this album, you've reminded me. I've got to put these things in because I, I tend to forget to. When I'm working with whatever else, and you can do it without, but yeah, I love it, and it's that extra layer in there, it gives it a different feel. What do you think about like octave? I feel like octave, you know, so like you know, taking your voice and like yeah, what, yeah. Um, pitching it down or up. What, well, what Madlib does yeah. is pitches it up yeah. and becomes Lord Quars. Yeah, true. That high pitch shit, man. Like, oh, dude, yeah, I know. that's creative. That shit, like you know? that's just a hook, bro. Like I'm so hooked on that. Like yeah, like that's you can't do that unless you just take his super low voice and then just bang that shit up and it's just incredible man that's the capabilities we have to illustrate our creativity nowadays we're very lucky a lot of people are using it and i think they're using it for a reason because it sounds sick you know that's something also i always think yeah brown runs that really high and it's like oh god and then he runs that real low like almost like some devil ass shit yeah, down yeah. low there and it's just epic yeah. just creative in the end day whatever suits what you're trying to get across you know mm. but i definitely want to do more of that just in pieces in places but another thing i always just you gotta yeah, just that turntablism man i think i, I think pe- people miss it I, me as a consumer of music i just lo- i'd love to hear it man because mm. it just reminds you of yesteryear and, lo- and a lot of people be like i don't get it whatever yeah and whatever like young crew and that but i don't know man like just that little bit of turntablism there bro like you know that shit is still epic yeah. you know right. i'm gonna bring it back it's all <laughs> i'm looking forward to it bro when did you start like how old were you when you got into it man and i probably segued a bit from your inspirations i know you were saying about diggas and yeah who, who was your inspiration were you guys were just bouncing off each like other? in you my and, personal world yeah you and like, diggas were just bouncing off each other uh, well we definitely knew each other through high school but yeah through hip-hop later and especially me like i don't know it's because it was a shy kid naturally so it's always a fantasy I wish i could do that but i loved it so much in there it's like well, I don't care who hears it. I'm doing this music, you know, because it has to be done. I need to get remember, my creative remember, side out. Yeah, back in the early days, bro, and you were telling us, telling us, janging some shit out, man. And like hearing that first, the first vocals that you did, just laid down that fresh shit, bro. It was just refreshing, man. It's yeah. like, this is legit, bro. Yeah. This dude's talking about fucking, you know. Relatable like, shit, I think. NQ, FNQ yeah, shit, yeah. man, you know. Epic. So um, I've lost my train of thought. Where were we? Man, I've lost my train of thought too. <laughs> Come on, they're derailed. I'm, I'm still a bit banged up off this backyardies, bro. Uh, but it was, we are talking about, yeah, coming up, I guess, early vocals and whatnot. So, yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, I've got to do it. And, and I guess I love the beat side and rapping side of things. I, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I'm doing both independently next to it. And so just in the bedroom, bro, yeah, do some few tracks. And, of course, you're too ashamed to show anyone at first, but... You, you just get better and better and you, you're someone who you didn't expect would like it, loves it. It's just, yeah, Diggis was a big help because I was very shy, so he had already been doing it for a little bit and he helped me sort of branch out of being too self-conscious about it. Yeah. So big props to Diggis for that. I always love him for that. Mm-hmm. And um, and from there, yeah, man, just I think just trying to totally independent thinking from the industry, like just making bodies of work, like it's your own creative endeavour. You can take it where you want to take it, but that was never the focus, I feel, as cliche as that may sound. And just, yeah, get my first project out, and it was dope. A lot of people liked it, especially when it comes from someone you know, you know. And then that, but you can hear I was learning, still learning a lot of things. Next album, I felt I'd learned more, and it's just good time capsules, and I just want to get better and better and let as many people hear it as they want to hear it. Maybe yeah. fast-track that a bit, actually. But, yeah, I guess I was watching... NPC beat making videos on YouTube, bro. That was the trigger. It was like, boom, this is unbelievable how they're making this. So I'd watch that until I got a beat machine and then boom, who, from who there. Who were you learning off? Was there any like uh, Pete Rock stuff and shit like that out? Was there? Or? Oh, definitely. But they, you know, they were they're old cats, so they mm. weren't on the YouTube game. So yeah. it was like YouTube producers, I yeah, guess they gotcha. call them. Like Boondock, unbelievable, bro. Definitely anyone should look him up. He's dope still. His videos on um, Fat Track. Mainly those two, I guess. Um, yeah, a couple of different it's others. Good YouTube tutorials. Yeah, and they show, show you how they make the beat. Not super in depth. I but think like, Slink does that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, he he does a lot of tutorials and shit with his beat making, which is awesome, man. It's like people giving back to the community of music making. You know. Yeah. 
It's a really cool love. thing where I guess that's where we live in this age now where if there's somebody that's out there that's like, hey, man, I, it took me, you know, I fucked all this shit up. I'll help you. Here's some information. Yeah. You know. And I definitely want to do that for other people, man, because there's some tricks you just, mm. once you learn them, it's mm. like, that, wow, that's so amazing. I want to share this with anyone so they don't, for no reason, have to wait three years to discover Figure this. They're out. just, boom, it's clicked Epic, and they're man. just onto it, you know. Yeah, that, so that's a good thinking, man. I think that's great about a creative endeavor that you feel. There's a lot of good artists out there these days that also kind of notion, you know, of just making art as free as possible and collective as possible. And like, do you see it as a, like, is it something that you would like to do full time, do you think? Or do you think it, you like think to, to be able to keep it as a hobby so then it doesn't be. Yeah, a bit of both. As like, tactic? that's definitely um, conversations you entertain in your head over the years. But I think I've definitely come to the conclusion wouldn't anyone love to make a full time wage off it? But to get even that level of money, you do need to attain a certain level of fame because fame is exposure. And fame, I feel, at least for my person, it's like, no, that's that's almost a poison. It can poison you. I like just being like everyone else but also have this hobby. And, you know, I wouldn't shut down certain opportunities, but I don't I don't want to ever start to feel like I'm, there's this image where you're not just the boys or whoever because it is just we've all got our own endeavors else. yeah yeah i think it's a certain desire but i, I feel as though it can be very dangerous i don't know in later life man if you're a musician it's hard to be dad or you know whatever you get out you True. Know, if you're traveling or touring or, um i'm not just you know i'm i'm but i mean there's a lot of people these days that kind of balance it out and make it work and you know they're away for x amount of time but um, I don't know. I, I love the idea of just keeping things nice. And yeah. how do I put it? Man? With our little place down the sunny coast, like this little sweet cabin, this little train carriage, yeah, Lily's little, you know, little art studio, you know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. maybe a little underground beat lab, you know, just keep it hella like one hundred, just yeah. local, you know, Definitely. to be able to share that. Like it'd be cool. Actually, it'd be interesting, you, you know, like the Airbnb experiences, even do like beat making um, oh. education experiences, you know. Yeah. Get all the hip-hop heads staying at Airbnb. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's something you could offer. Like, there's so many beautiful ways that you can kind of, you know, can express your art, you know what I mean? Which is alternative, but it's also, you know, it's like, oh, well, I just made, you know, a bit extra cash teaching someone how to make beats, and they taught me some shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, or whatever. It. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's just a lot of nooks and crannies that you can go down. Like, even with me, I love making boards. But I don't think I'd want to rely on making boards. Yeah. Because then, Takes what does the, it become? Yeah, it kind of can take the love out of it. I do feel I that as well. I think it's got to be that nice little happy medium of like yeah. you just weaving up a little web, you know. Get some side money with it, no doubt. Make would be boards, awesome, but that ain't the reason. Yeah. Don't don't be like don't be having to lean on that shit, you know. Nah, and I think mm. musically, especially, you'd it would just unconsciously take certain the love out of it for you in some ways, like you. If you're not getting enough hits or listens, you suddenly judge that like, oh, it'll change your feeling about a song. Rather than you put it out, you know how you felt about it. So, you know, and people can like it or not, but if you're depending on it's not getting this level of exposure, you sort of, you're going to sabotage yourself. I think. Well, it's also that um, you want to hope that you wrote a fucking good song because mm. you're going to be singing that thing for like forever. That's right. Know? Yeah. You know, or for a long time. And especially it's like people want to hear that track, you know. True. But, you know, if it's something that, that you just love, like I know how like, even hilltops sort of feed off each other and that mad energy they have, yep. get that shit bouncing around, you know. So I guess when they have like, you know, classic um, tracks, they probably just love slanging them out. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. It's yep. an epic beat, but yeah, I was just was thinking you want to have a good relationship with that song, Yeah, you know. True. Um, Doesn't feel good you'd have to keep, shit. Well, you'd have to keep janging that shit out, you know. Mm. A lot of musicians go for yeah, I'm, I'm sick of out on that song, that. Right? Yeah, can't you know? blame them. They've heard it more. Yeah, but no, it's it's a fascinating thing to like contemplate or like or like a thought exercise. Of Definitely. Like, where do I want this to be? You know, or how would how would I like this to sort of unfold? Yeah. And I think you got to be mindful of that shit. You know, when you start sort of setting out, spend a bit of time thinking about it. You know? Yeah. And yeah. design your life into a, a good, uh, conducive environment for whatever your needs are. You know? True. But man, so you're a, you're a chippy by trade now, or you're you're on your way? Trying to be, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm in my apprenticeship at the moment. You know, carpentry is a, a good um, practical career. So I want to get my trade, but you know, whether I do that for the rest of my life or not, I'm not phased. It's a really fun one. Like I've been a qualified carpenter of say maybe ten plus years, but there's just so many things that you sort of can cross paths with and and be able to um create or design or build or yeah. do something with it yeah that's you know? why i like it yeah there's just so many 
you know, ways once again that you can sort of go with it and sort of interwine it throughout your life. You know? True. There's there's a lot of fun to be had by by just being able to build shit. I think. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good fun. And on the, on the music tip, I guess, like, just want to focus on making as good a music as I can. So if you ever want to take it somewhere, you've got everything you need. That's up to you. That's a different side of this. But regardless, you should be striving to make some of your best music and improve. And that's that's the main thing. Whether you just make 10 albums for your life as you're living your life, you know, it's not about how big they were in the fucking press. Or, but, yeah, pros and cons to both. Yeah, for sure. But I'm happy being a chill dude, just making music that I love, and I see you guys froth off it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to make something, be able to share it with your friends, get some positive feedback, yeah. and and you know, like you kind of grow with the songs, you develop with with making beats, with making definitely, you know, and it's um, man, it, it's got to be some real joy in it. You know, I've I've always just jammed, like I've always had guitars, drums, just made me shit really. So I guess it's like. Do you ever do a bit of that, or is it mostly like you're always just press record and start uh, janging some shit out? No, nah, I'd love to. Definitely always plan on it. It's a matter of doing it because I just love music. You can illustrate your ideas a lot easier if you know what you're playing. Imagine if you got Jono in to oh. your studio for like an hour. <laughs> a good hour. And like, dude, just say, bro, like, you give him different tempos and he'd just be janging shit. Imagine like even a half hour, 20 minutes worth of him just ripping some shit up. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, legend. Yeah, that I've always thought about that as um, living down in Brizzy, and it's like if I was gonna make beats, yeah, you'd have a little beat lab, and you'd invite that homeless dude that can just play the fuck lids like a motherfucker <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Get that dude in, true. Like record that shit, you know, and then okay, that's you unique. That's I, the... I don't know. They just you hear some really cool shit out and about just Definitely. to be able to capture some of that street music. Uh, almost like what uh, Ry Cooter did with. Buena Vista, so, uh, Buena Vista Social Club okay. went down to Cuba and just put together all these ragtag ones, man, and just True. created this crazy, fun, like, like Cuban music, dude. Like, yeah, it's epic. And yeah, um, I think they ended up winning a Grammy and shit, man, actually. But, um, it's all. Yeah, just good, fun music, man. So, no worries. <laughs> just trying to protect me beer from this, um, Windy weather. It's cyclone. It's blowing, man. There'd be there'd be waves. Hey, I bet you're definitely banging around out there. Um, so, man, you love your fishing as well. That's definitely like love my fishing. Don't do it enough, especially living in Cranda too. Much fishing up there. So the Gordon Bell Brooks is always good for that. Go hang out with them, and they'll fish. So you go fresh water or salt? Both, but I prefer flicking snags in fresh water or something, whether it's on the bank or um Chasing in a boat. Chasing or? Yeah. Or like oh, no, wherever. When we brim. go camps, like Barra, fucking whatever, mainly Barra, I mm. guess. But um, it's dope. I, deep sea fishing or sea fishing is, is dope too. I haven't done as much of it, but I like the gear you use better on flicking lures rather than big hand lines or yeah, big fucking, yeah. you know, it's a bit more, you can have a bit of fun with some of it. But yeah. Raw dogs. And- yeah, man. Yeah, he's a maniac. That's crazy. Yeah. Mad dog fisherman. I guess Nicky's into it too, huh? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's got his boat up and down. Yeah, I think him and me, me brother TK have been hooking up, going out there and smashing some tinnies and no doubt. catching barra. And, mm. bro, I could just imagine those two getting loose. Fuck, it'd be a funny sight, I reckon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Do, do you want to have a little chat about your catalogue? Um, I know you were sort of having a chat about it before, but... So with your with your progress and how yep. how you've been sort of shifting around, I noticed that you know you haven't done as much vocals as you were. You kind of laid off them a bit. So yep. you've been going more instrumentals. Um, definitely. Also, yeah, I haven't done vocals for a few years now, man. It's definitely always in my mind, but it also is easier to sit down and make a beat because some you got to be in the right mindset, at least for me, to um to want to write a song about this. But sometimes the beat can spark that itself. But I, I find. The, and the the further you go away from doing it, the harder it is to get back into it. But it's, the next album, once I get this new one, it's going to be vocals for sure. Get it happening because I so love both. Like post beats and creeks because you're working on yep. beats and creeks now. So yep. it'll be this will be post beats and creeks. Yep, for sure. So beats and creeks will be like instrumental. Yeah. Chill, um, perfect creek music. You're gonna go like, down and get a bit of waterfall sounds and shit. Yep. Yeah. Get it all feeling you know textured and atmospheric and some like Birds. you know twenty thirty me- minute beat tape you can throw on when you're chilling your sunday cruising around or at the creek which is really what it's going to be perfect for that wholesome nature feel you well know? even uh, my wife lily she loves like going to sleep to music yeah you got some of that nice chill stuff man sure. like just be able to you know 
have some sweet dreams, you know? Yeah, get Just, peaceful. Yeah, chill into it, man. Fuck yeah. So I guess that's the newest stuff coming out. I mean, I've had a couple projects with vocal, Inside and Foresight, and um, and eventually I'll do Hindsight, the last one in that trilogy, but I, I want that to be a few albums away when it's sort of closing of that cycle. But um, yeah, man, Beats and Creeks, hopefully without, out within the next month or two. Keen for people to hear it. Some new beats, definitely some old ones I always wanted to release, which are remix. And um, yeah, yeah, froth on that and get the raps. Yeah, nice one. So with your planning, do you sort of just keep one album in front where you start getting stuff down, and or do you do you sort of st- do you have like a bunch of? Because I know a lot of musicians work in a lot of different ways. But yeah. Some dudes have just got albums and albums. You know, oh, like know. producers at home have just you know, uh, mix and match, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, I mean, is that you or do you do you more so just concentrate on one album at a time? I mean, I'll have ideas, certain projects I want to put out regardless and you can, you know, enjoy really thinking them out. But, yeah, mainly you'll know which one you want to do next and you should concentrate all your thought on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I keep a few projects in mind, ideas, but definitely I think people should... Like, I will make songs just for the fuck of it, and some will sound like, oh, yep, there's going to be this album, but you should always keep your next body of work in mind. Work towards a body of work, because that's the best thing for people to listen. You can make 100 SoundCloud tracks, which is dope, but that's only one platform people are going to get to hear it. And albums, just, just sequencing them and having a concept behind them is dope, yep. rather than listening to tracks in. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's the big thing with the jam, man, is like, I'll go and, like, riff, like, 30 different sounds and they'll sound completely different. So it's like if you're going to be a band, generally you got to prescribe yourself to a certain dynamic or sound. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, that's my, like, fear of being, like, boxed in. I just love that. It's kind of like, I don't know, feels like a bit of a dickhead sound, but, like, jazz music, it's just live, you know? Yeah. Like, that best Improvised shit, like, shit, yeah. it's just us. Whoever was there jamming it out heard it and it's like this little, that's right. this little sequence in time, you know? like Captures it, definitely. But, I, I just see, like, young people and everyone these days, like, um, you know, everything's on your phone, get a photo of it, get a photo of it. I mean, I'm guilty of it. Yeah, we Record are. it, you know, like, Snapchat that shit. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I've actually just jumped off social media, and that, that's why I missed your gig last week. I was about to say, it's a good thing you're off social media, but that's the one, yeah, mm. you don't know about the events. Yeah, but... I just need to write that shit in my diary, you know, yep. like, Stay I've got touch. my diary, I'm using my diary now, and I'm loving it, you know, it's like help plan shit out and all my life, and I'm really stars. enjoying it, man. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but yeah, I just deleted all that shit off my phone still active but um just not using it yep lily checks it checks on that shit for me and it's like that's cool you know it took me a minute to like disconnect i think and then i downloaded like a pond app and i had some fucking goldfish man i got i got her into like for two weeks i got her into breeding goldfish and like feeding them and cleaning the pond and shit and then i was like what the fuck am i doing yeah get some real gold and then i fucking deleted the app man and then um and then man now i don't even take my fucking toilet to the my phone to the toilet dude you know Mm. i just leave that shit thing you know go and do a shit that's the key get back to real life yeah it's crazy it's crazy how much like it takes up your time and yeah, and it's I started. Scourge, I started. But we all do it. Yeah, my problem was I started engaging with some, uh, just like some, like people just saying a lot of racist, like sort of just dumb shit. This you is know? off scene. I got all. baited, man. I got engaged, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, man? You know, mm. this is silly. Like I'm at, at, by this stage, is like I'm letting people in my head. So what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm wasting my time on this shit. Yeah, yeah. So people just get lost in it all, and, and and I'm very much enjoying just being present. And it, it's weird because even with me little father and that, just that engagement you know of of just being like having that time to spend with your kid and, and you know they acknowledge it they see what you're doing whether you're on your phone or whether yeah they, you're right. giving them your full attention and when they got your full attention like man it's, it's a cool thing you know so I, i've been very much enjoying it yeah that's good i gotta do more that, that shit yeah i gotta get on good being present you know yeah it's, it, it is it's fascinating how i guess disengaged we become with reality just over the short period of time, and I think that you know a lot of those the uh, people like the businesses, their model is to keep you drawn in. They like you know they'll they'll feed you stuff. They got al- algorithm rigging algorithms that'll feed you you know the info you want to keep you say plugged in there. You know, it's just overdose. And yeah, it's fascinating, man. It's just like any other fucking drug, you know, or you know whatever it is that that pulls you in, a sugar or dessert or yeah, exactly tobacco, fucking you name it. Yep. But um. Yeah, I don't. I'm like 
Now I'm just preaching. <laughs> I fucking hate those. I hate myself right now. You know, people that are like, oh, bro, I like preaching mm. all of a sudden. Like, shut the fuck up. We're all up, guilty dude. of it. <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. In your head, you'd be like, like shut the fuck up right now. Shut yeah. The fuck up. Acting like you're a guru. Mm. Nah, mm. jokes. Nah, for real, you are. Exactly, for getting bro. that many weeks off it. <laughs> uh, I, I will oh, feel like a guru when I've had three weeks away from social. But no, I'm not crazy with it, but yeah. Fucking people too get too lost in taking selfies or showing people they were somewhere rather than really appreciating they were there because the memory is more important than any of that. You know? That's that's what I'm observing, man. It's yeah, it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse because I've met some really rad people as well. Met like you know, send messages across the planet. To, yeah. You know, some dude, you like, dude, I love your shit. You know, you're a good board maker or whatever, and they'll help you out, send you info back. So there's a lot of a lot oh, of benefits to absolutely be hook, like hook up and communicate with people you can't deny that that's a fact like mm, you know it's, it's pros and cons just like everything mm. you know as long as you can keep it healthy mm. you can just manage to utilize shit without getting carried away that's self yeah or just palm it off to your wife yeah that's even better whatever strategy you got <laughs> yeah no but um yeah man i think we segwayed again now so, um, segways for days oh bro we just that's how we do just turn left and right all up in this <laughs> shit man <laughs> backyard will do it <laughs> yeah so it's been a couple of years since you've been slanging some vocals yeah um have you been slanging some verses down or like have you are you just like holding off like in that three years have you been like getting little sound bites in or anything man or? it's crazy like i haven't it says there's different kind of rappers or writers and there's people who just write pages and books full you know I've never been that sort, but it is dope that they do that because it's sharpening your blade. So I want to just learn to do that, not for like, okay, boom, this song, got to write two, three verses, hook. That's awesome too, but yeah, you should just be practicing just like you're practicing making beats. So man, haven't written much at all in the last few years. And at the at first, no doubt, I'd be a little bit rusty, but I think it'll come back like riding a bike and I only get better. And sometimes it is good to, like they say, with um, mastering an art, Work at it for like seven years, have seven years off, yeah, and then start again. Yeah, yeah, and come back. Have that, you know, have that little bit of a I missed you, you know, relationship with it. Yeah, you know? yeah make it, it make to, it a good connection again. Yeah, happened to, that happened to me with my guitar. Man. I definitely the wagon after seven went off the wagon. Back on and now I'm playing guitar, man. That's a cool thing about a musician or even a, a trade like a carpentry trade is jump back in and get that ball rolling. You know? Exactly, that's how shape it and, and direct it. So, man. Um, what about uh, collabs, man? Is there any, if you could sort of like do like a top five list of people that you just love to collaborate with? In the world? Out? Yeah, just like your dream list, like the dream team. Oh, okay. Well, definitely Nujabez would be number one. Unfortunately, he's passed, but I did always dream of that. And R.I.P. Nujabez. R.I.P. Legend. And um, it's hard to look at things that way, though, because it's like I love their music. I don't know. I've never like co-made something with someone really it's hard to get in that mind state so it's just not really eh? i just love appreciating their music i wouldn't want to fucking tarnish it with mine <laughs> you know? what about um so what about just more so on like a local level is there is yeah, there yeah. that you're just like man yep. look, we got to fucking jank out yeah for sure Cade, like i was talking about earlier whether musically he raps as well so and just learn some things off each other um course you got locally maybe some stuff with ridicule real dope rapper beatboxer um me and mike are gonna do we'll do ill-advised two probably later in the year more like double beat tape out two um and but it's sort of like just collaborating we all go to these events and meet you know and you fucking so, yeah that's the biggest part of collaborating so I tell us a little bit about you about that crew man about that click in terms of like you know if you want to get in touch or if you if you're making some of your own shit like yeah how, how do you sort of get involved in that or get amongst it that's another thing where, you know, social media is great for, like, firstly, you just got to use your head, you know, keep your ear out for events. We can all search the internet, you know. These things are listed nowadays, you know. They have to promote them so on what, the net. What's the uh, promotion, though? Who's, well, who's there's it? this, like, Beat Lab is one, Beat for Lab. example. So especially. They, they promote everything? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, nice. yeah, that's with the... Um, and Pen, is it Beat Lab cans or Beat Lab cans? There is nice. other. It's worldwide, I think. Mm. But um, Beat Lab cans definitely, and that's your first hub, and you'll meet people from there and, and other events. But yeah, that's the main regular thing going. Also, um, Dougie Vix, DJ Vix, he's got a night. Uh, he's putting on a few nights 
throughout the year, like good good hip hop events he's throwing at Alexa like, Bar, like three or four years type thing. Yeah, because like, you don't. Type thing. Yeah, because you burn don't. Yourself out on nah, and people mm. stop coming if mm. you make a chop. Now he's learned mm. that through his previous yeah. hip hop night. Yeah, just keep it quarterly. Yeah, be smart and make yeah. it something special because you yeah. can't. And so. Yeah, he had like, you know, 10 MCs last time. It was Epic. off the Richter, like mm. 100 people at least in that tiny bar. Yeah, nice. And um, so just, yeah, keep your ear out. It's nothing too complex to it and just come meet because we're all in our bedroom making beats. That's nothing weird. And so, and so when does it, like, when do you think is that time where you're like, you know what, I've got some cool beats I want to drop. Yeah. Like, what, what do you think is the point where it's like, man, I'm getting out of my fucking bedroom and into... Go and show some of the, yep. some homies some my, some of my shit. Like. Yeah, well, definitely like this is natural for everyone. You're gonna have that first stage. You might make a dope beat. It won't be dope in always, but you're gonna make a lot of shit of stuff while you're learning. Don't be afraid to have that stage and learn. But understand, you'll never be perfect. You're only gonna get better. You need to set your starting point somewhere. So I think it's up to them. But be critical of yourself, not overcritical, but. Don't be biased toward yourself because some people play some whack shit and they're not being real with themselves, you know. That's important. You have that balance. Don't be overcritical, but definitely be your own best critic. And, yeah, and once you've decided, fucking get in there, man, because everyone's chill as fuck and we all love sharing our passion with each other and they need to be too. Simple. Yeah, man. So that's um kind of deep what you just said, man, you know, about um, being able to judge your own shit, you know. Um but on, on the same note, like don't like like you said, you, there's got to be a part of of what you're doing in your creative process where you got to give yourself a little bit of space to be like, you know what? Yeah, just I have can a, make have mistakes. a crack, bro. Yeah, have yeah, crack. absolutely. Have a crack, have a crack. So don't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, it doesn't. I don't sound like fucking Janet Jackson. No, fucking, I didn't just produce Thriller. Yeah, it's like man, that that shit. It every took years to get has there. That sequence, yeah, know? and it's, it, it's a hard slog. You, that's you right. get that one track, it's like try again, try yeah, again. Like don't Keep be, trying. don't be that. Be a critic of yourself, but don't be that person in your life that shuts people down from doing like, oh, that's stupid. What are you doing? You know, that's you're doing constructive criticism, and yeah, just acknowledge as a starting point. And you know, if they, as long as you think it's good and you're being fair with yourself. Fucking put it out. Who cares what other people think? You know, you're making the shit. You know it's good. And, yeah, it's not like you shouldn't judge yourself in life too hard. But music, because we're not perfect, but music, you do want to craft it. You don't want to just go put it out. Like, you know, that's, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's not, you don't need to show people straight away. Get your, get your shit going and then get it out. So how many, like, how many of those shit sort of tracks did you, did you make before you started throwing some like throwing down your first EP. Who knows? Because you don't really finish songs when you're starting out, but fucking 30 at least. 30 at least, I reckon. And um, yeah, but everyone has a different number, you know? Some people have 200, you know? Some people learn quicker than others, but you're meant to learn as quick as you learn. So fucking make some of those heaters amongst those tens of beats or tracks and then fucking show people those heaters to keep you going. Whoa. What was that, bro? It's <laughs> an e-ciggy, huh? Yeah, bro. Oh, dude. Oh, hit it too big. I just hit that thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. going to be like, you're a fuck. Why are you smoking an e-cigarette? Yeah. Dude, I just like bombed myself there, dude. I did not see that coming. Be careful. Yeah, man. Look at me like old man, like <laughs> shook, old school tobacco. Don't, like, don't even know how to smoke a fucking e-cigarette. Oh, fuck. Jesus. Fuck. Lit you up like oh, fucking bro. dab of OG or something. Oh, dude. Speaking of dabs, yeah, I, I did have a dab over in Las Vegas. True. Blow your brains out the back of your head. It's hard to describe how I felt after Shit. I'd had it, except all I could feel was the edge of myself. So the part of me that was touching Lily yep. was all I could feel. So that's all I was, was just the edge of myself. And then I was like on the roof, like stuck to the roof, <laughs> looking down at the situation. Out of body. Yeah, but like not good. Not yeah, good. yeah. I'm like, Lily, this is it's like, I couldn't even talk. She's like, what, like? What do you want, Ben? We need to do some yoga. I was like, bro, I couldn't even do yoga, dude. I was like, fuck this. I gotta lay down. Oh, fuck. Man, I just was cool, dude. Could not even talk. Mm. And there's just like, yeah, just this little fucking punk kid, man, like smoking this shit, like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. I'm like, bro. That's too far. Cause then, I was bushwhack, dude. Man. I was bushwhack. But I'd never get you stoned after getting used to that shit. That's why I'd Ooh. never get used to it. It's like, I like smoking it. You know, this shit will get me lit. 
I don't need a fucking... Yeah, that's next level, man. People go hard. Yeah, and I think, like, a lot of bush ganja has got CBD in it as well. It's got that anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah. It's not that, you know, high, high-potent high THC that's, like, super high-level. It's going to jang you out. shit almost, yeah. And not have that, um, you know... I've spoken about this quite a bit on my podcast, but CBD has... Uh, absolutely. It's anti-epileptic, so that it's working for kids, for a lot of people with epilepsy that um, had even treatment-resistant epilepsy. It was So it's like working on the cannabinoid system. And so Dr. Abram Juarez explained it to me that receptors have like this little thing and it's like a little circle on the top and then like a little, maybe like a little line that plops in. And that's like a THC receptor. It yeah, like yeah. gives you this kind of psychoactive effect. Well, CBD, instead of like plugging into the hole in the top, it'll just create a shield around it. Yeah. So it helps the, the neuron pathway some sort of can sharpen them up and yeah. help them move a bit so that it's anti-inflammatory uh, as well so it reduces inflammation so a lot of topical application or ingestion yeah man like oh, a lot of people man. getting a lot of good good outcomes out of it man i think yeah exactly this the cannabinoid receptors in our body that i think all mammals have and it's like how why didn't we learn about this system it's so useful and oh, they just they just decided to forget about it for like a hundred years like yeah. they, they created prohibition on a bit of the biological body man and it's just a the system. cannabinoid system is just like the dopamine system just like the serotonin system just like the um you know the gut all, all these different fucking systems like just forgotten about you know oh, it's incredible like even weird. speaking to doctors about it and like had this conversation once again with dr abram flores and he's like why did they leave that system out of our medical education he's yeah like, i had to go through medical journals and peer-reviewed science to like educate myself on that fascinating definitely as long as we all so make ourselves aware they're not even teaching nah. it at uni i don't think even yet Man. i know in mexico they're not they You'd never hear about it but i don't know if they are in australia true but um but yeah that bush i mean a bit of that i think that nice bit of chillers and all those medicinal stuff, things man. you listed too like oh it's endless man i think the power used in certain ways especially combined with coconut oil and whatnot cancer curing properties i believe you know because nature works with us no doubt modern medicine is amazing for what it's achieved but i believe nature has a cure for any natural cause well, even the um disease. placebo effect like when they do a peer-reviewed study it's based off of like what's the placebo effect and even the placebo effect can have like a 20 you know 20 percent improvement on your on your health yeah i think that's what it is i'm pretty sure it is somewhere in that field but so what if, what's even that man like what is that um like just that feeling yeah. of like placebo that can even I think it's the know. power of your brain. Mm. If you believe it enough, mm. as as airy fair as it sounds, mm. that proves the power of the brain when you're certain of something in your head. Your brain can stimulate in certain situations the same effect, you know. That that alone proves it. But yeah, super interesting. Yeah, for shiz, my bro. Looks like we've got a bloody storm coming in here, man. It's like looking pretty pretty dark out there in the southeast direction. For sure. Something dark or yeah, man. Well, we just we just hit fifty nine. Yep. Um, I know we segued a bit there. We might even have. I don't know. Maybe I'll get Julian just to like <laughs> cut out a bit of that shit where I'm yeah, just talking go. a bit of bit of Django, fucking Django there. Oh fuck. But it's all good, man. I think we both did, but yeah, just having a yarn. Life is good, my bro. Fucking oath. So what I'm gonna do, man, is I'll probably put a soundbite up or or throw a track on yep. um, this podcast at the end. Yep. Yeah. Um, sure, bro. Man. I'd, sorry, I'd probably talk about off air, but I'd love to get a little get a little soundbite or like a little intro for me podcast, like one that I could maybe alternate. Yeah, man. I'm sick to get like a little local heroes beat or something. Yeah, man. yeah. I'm sure. happy to hook like, you, up. you know, give us a price. I'll buy no, it. I'll no, buy a beat off like you or that. something. No, nice. I'll hook you sick. up. Enough said. I'll hook you mm. up. Sure. No, say the word. Yeah, it'd be good to get a little a little fucking little you intro. Know, little taste of Uncle T there. Yeah, fucking nice. You know. All right. Consider it done. Um, that'd be sick, man. But um, yeah, it, just, it looks like cyclone is, is about to hit us. Man. Going off, it's just man. getting hectic out here, bro. Batting the hat. Man, I love man. Southeast Queensland, eh? Look at the energy, bro. It's yeah, like static, man. True. Beautiful. But um, man, um, is there anything that you want to leave with the with the listener? If there's any young crew listening that's looking to get into maybe making beads, anything that you want to sort of leave leave the listeners about making beads, about yeah, you know, I mean, what you're doing. I guess as far as any advice to anyone, you know, if you love it, just do it. Regardless, we've all got ways to make it happen. Just do it. That's the main thing. Um, and Shia LaBeouf, just do it. And uh, 
And, you know, I've got a, a drop project recently, Ill-Advised, with Apollo Grimes. That's on my SoundCloud, Uncle Toby. Um, working you, on that new project. Can yeah. you jang your shit on Spotify now? Man, I, I, I don't know. I think there's some sort of process to getting it on there. Like, almost publishing. I could never said, find a way to just no, go they, bang. They, they said that they've just changed now, oh, well, apparently. And yeah. if you're just paying the whatever it is, it's 13 bucks a month or whatever it is. Yeah. Then, yeah, you can Sick. slingshot straight over to the thing, All which right, is great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I definitely even, be doing it. I, yeah, I think even I freaking might jump over to that as well. Yeah. A bad thing to do, man. Yeah, SoundCloud. If they're doing that, if they're hooking oh, up with like Spotify, Spotify and have like a uh, iTunes function. Or oh, whatever, is it a connection between Spotify and I'm SoundCloud? I'm pretty sure it's, it's Spotify and uh, SoundCloud. You can't quote me on the iTunes. I, I will look into that and I'll also answer that on the link in the bottom. Yep. I hate I hate um, questions going unanswered. <laughs> I need like young Jamie, you know, like the Rogan podcast. Like, young Jamie. You know, like, pull that shit up, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need Can young... we bring that up? Bring that up right now? <laughs> we need young Jamie here, bro. Find your own version. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it, bro. Maybe one, once I got my podcast and fucking once I build that little underground. For sure. I got to get like young Jamie in, bro. <laughs> Maybe Siri. Maybe just be like, oh, you Siri. Yeah, Siri, pull that up for me. Yeah, that'll be even like a, a good experiment. Like a minority report. Sorry, I don't understand. Cool, no, but thanks for having me for sure, man. And yeah, anyone wants to see my music, look me up. But props for taking it, bro. It was a pleasure. Yeah, good on you, bros. I appreciate your time, man. Things things went got a little bit which way there, <laughs> but such is life. Life yep. is good. Exactly. Inshallah. What else, what else can you say in that realm? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Adios. Pick up yourself. <laughs> Salud. Keep it real. All right. Thanks for thanks for checking in. Check it. I put the beat on repeat. I put the beat on repeat. So many times to the point I hear it in my sleep. Feel the rhythm in my speech. Start scribbling when it's heat. It comes and goes. What up? It's Uncle Toad. Well, it's a new year now. Drink a few beers down. See this blue here couch where the tunes leak out. Exhale, inhale, I inhale again. Man, I love this medicine. Don't need no vaccine. The wax being repeating on that groove is true. I got no scratching. I'll get it down in time right now. I'm about to rhyme. Often people round up my finally found some time there's people on my back i gotta have this out tonight haha <laughs> my apologies procrastination agitating patterns mayhem when i get to magic making making sure the track is bacon fat from the skinny kid night falling as a defiant but my lyrics is it lay back i'm just writing my rhyme Lay back, I'm just writing my rhyme. Put me in the pool when the lights turn out. I lay back, I lay back, yeah. The beat's gonna guide me. You know, I sit back and I vibe that beat. And then, you know, the beat, the, the beat's gonna, gonna, gonna ride me through. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a, you know, the spirit gonna lead me to wherever that, the, you know, wherever the beat needs to be. In my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the vibe, I find guidance, hiding my vibrance. The thing of the past now reviving my mind is to fight against silence. Fire in my iris, can't extinguish it, the driver's eyes violent. Sunlight tonight, it's weighed on my brain like man, you gotta rush. You're guilty, letting time slip. Still, I take it at my own pace. Grateful, I can make all this at my own place. No mates who will share the same passion. Beats and rapping, feet tapping, quick to get the people clapping. Baggins of my Getting hard to shy Well, it's storytelling time Clippers, my campfire Quarter of a century Man, I'm meant to be Tell me why I still feel like a kid in elementary <laughs> But no answer necessary Yes, the family working on their part The legendary Lay back, I'm just riding my rhymes Cause it Put me in the pool Lay back, back Lay back, back Lay back, I'm just riding my rhyme. Put me in the pool when the lights turn out. Lay back, back, I lay back, back. Put me in the pool when the lights turn out. Put me in the pool. Put me in the pool when the lights turn Put me in the pool. Put me in the pool when the lights turn out.